0: One last thing, I'm your host, Anthony Ferretti. And this is a new podcast that we're doing. Um, Since I am one of the seniors here at the Vedette, um, it's fitting just to do a podcast uh, talking about some of our favorite memories um, with the seniors at ISU, with this really being our last few weeks until we're graduating. Um, So every week I'll be bringing on some seniors. And this week I'm pleased to be joined by Lizzie Siles. Hello. Hello, Lizzie. (laughs) Isn't it crazy to think that it's already March and we're graduating in May.
1: Yeah. No, I, um, when we were outside right before we recorded, you said something like, oh, it's our last seven or eight weeks. And it was like, wow, yeah, it really is. It, I don't know. I don't know if, like, had I been in class, it would have felt more like I was wrapping up, but I'm really surprised. Um, I'm like, I don't know. It, it's just weird to think that I've been here for so long and yet it doesn't feel like it's been that long and yet it's ending. And, Yeah, it is crazy to answer your question. Yeah,
0: it's like weird because everyone says like, you know, treasure these four years because they do fly by and it, like, it really
1: does. Yeah, like, to the point where I have to think, has it really been four years? But yes, it has been. And that's kind of crazy to think about how I've changed and how much has changed over those four years.
0: Yeah, it's just insane. Like, probably it won't really hit maybe until... I'm walking on that stage in May when well, I'm getting my diploma. Yes,
1: and even then, because I signed up for the the Red Bird stage crossing. Mine is right, in late yeah, April. We to sign up. So since mine isn't actually on graduation day, <laughs> that might not even feel real. I might be like, Oh, this is a practice one. This is for funsies, <laughs> it's for show and then I'll actually get my diploma. And it's like, Oh yeah. it wasn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's weird how they're doing this with everything that's happened, but I mean, they're trying to make the most of it, because, I mean, crossing the stage is, like, really kind of one of the cool things in college.
1: It is, and I I, I was really resigned to the fact that there just wouldn't be anything. Like, I, I was upset, but I was like, that's probably just how it's going to be, and I was just hoping somebody would come up with this alternative plan, and they kind of did, which is nice. I'm, I'm glad that there'll be something, you know, and I'm glad that, like my mom and my dad will get to see me cross the stage because um, my brother graduated the year before and he just never got to walk across the stage. My mom was really unhappy yeah. about that. But.
0: Did, did he get the chance like, to come back maybe in December and try and walk? Because I know they gave some of the seniors the option if they really wanted to get that experience.
1: Yeah, he. I mean, he didn't graduate from ISU. Um, I, think, I think it was one of those sad situations where at the time – when they canceled it the first time, like the college or the university he was at said, um, you know, we'll do something for homecoming of next fall. And then in the fall they had to cancel homecoming because the pandemic wasn't done yet. And so then they just never got anything. But my my brother is the kind of guy where it's like, it's fine, I didn't need to walk. But my mom is like, I wanted you to, you know, Um, so. I don't think it's ever going to get to happen, which is a shame, but he got the degree and that's kind yeah, of that's what's important, important, you know, so.
0: Yeah, um, so I thought it was um, kind of fitting for this first topic of the show, just to start at the beginning, like what made us choose ISU, and that's going to be we're like thinking back like four or five years when we're in high school, what made it where we wanted to go to Bloomington Normal for school?
1: yeah, it's really f- it's funny, because um, I didn't, I don't know. Part of, part of me is like I shouldn't blame myself. I was literally 16 and seventeen years old. Um, but at the same time, I did not use like my big brain when it came to deciding what college to go to. <laughs> um, this is really, really embarrassing. Uh, but I went to this college at first because my friend was going there and I was really scared to go to a new place all by myself. So I was like, okay, I'll go with my friend. And then, you know, I've grown to really like this place. It has its ups and downs, but, um, the school of calm has really been like, I-, I go to the school of calm and do their classes. And I'm like, okay, see, it wasn't a silly decision. I made a good decision. <laughs> you know, I, it's like made me feel better about it. Um, but yeah. And it was like. It wasn't too far away from home, but it was far enough away that I could, like, branch out, which I say all that. And then in my first year, I was I was hating myself for it. I was like, why did I want to branch out? I am I am miserable. (laughs) I am in this like new place that I know nothing about. And in all these big lecture hall classes and because I went to very small grammar in high schools, uh so then I go to this big university and I'm like this is awful. So, but it worked out. It worked out in the end, obviously. I'm still here. But <laughs> yeah, it's funny to think about why I chose coming here cuz it was not the best reason. I mean, why, why did you choose to come here?
0: Um for me kind of a little bit the same where um I had a bunch of friends that went to ISU. One of my neighbors um both of their kids went to ISU. Um and so they were, like, kind of really pushing for it. um, And that's kind of what made me want to go there. But then out of all the schools that I applied to and got into, um, just I went to ISU for, like, those second visits. And I just felt that this was kind of the school for me because I liked – it was a big school feel but on a smaller campus. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like some of those bigger schools like Indiana, it would be nice to go there but – There's a really high um, student-to-faculty ratio, so that might not get as much, like, attention as I would need to in those lecture halls. There'll be, like, 200, 300 kids, and probably the professor won't even know who I am.
1: Yeah, and I thought that was kind of how it was um, all going to be here, because this was the biggest school I applied to, um, and I thought that was how every single class was going to be. But when you're in your, like, specific ones, like your major-specific ones, it really isn't At all. I mean, the biggest journalism-related class I had was that first one that Professor McHale teaches that everyone goes to. Oh, comma, 61, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that that was the biggest one, and that one was in a big lecture hall, but after that, they really get much smaller, and you actually get to have those, uh, like, teacher-student interactions, which is nice.
0: Yeah, and, like... A bunch of the professors in the School of Comm, they teach a bunch of classes, so there's a chance you might get them again or you'll see them around Fell Hall every yeah. now and again. So, like, you really get to build that, like, one-on-one relationship with them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And they're very approachable. I can't think of any one of them that it was like, oh, I'm scared to talk to, you you know. Um, yeah, and it's very easy to end up having like the same professor just again and again and again, which is kind of cool. Cause yeah, like you said, you build that relationship.
0: And looking just at the school of calm, there's a lot, um, that we can do like from the start getting involved. Um, I believe you with the Vidette, you started your first semester. No,
1: (laughs) no. Um, sophomore year. Um, and I actually do have, uh, McHale to thank for that because I was <laughs> sitting in his class one day and, and like I had mentioned, I was like, this is a big school. I am, like, miserable. There's too many people and I don't know how to get involved. And he was just... because you know, there are news organizations and stuff here, but I had never even taken a journalism class in high school. Um, So I was like, I can't, I am not qualified (laughs) to do anything here. And he was in this lecture hall running up and down the stairs like he does, and he was saying stuff like, you can do this, and you should just go get out there and apply. And I was like, (laughs) yeah! I should! And then I did. And well, now here I am. Uh, But yeah, it was actually my first semester of sophomore year. My my freshman year, I think, was entirely all uh, gen ed classes. And um, I'm a psychology major, too, so psychology classes. So I, like, Oof. did not get involved in the journalism side of things until my second year. And then it, like, has not stopped since.
0: <laughs> Are you a double major in psychology and journalism? hmm Oh, boy, nice. Yeah,
1: thank you. I, <laughs> it's nice, but it also uh, left me no time to do... Um, any other electives. I hear about all these really cool classes that other people take. Um, Like one student took this one where you like study children's literature for a semester and like there's like a women's history class and all this stuff and it's like never had time but oh well you know.
0: Yeah that's like the give and take of being a double major like you're getting these two degrees but you also have to take a bunch of classes for
1: them yeah well. exactly and there are ones where it's much more difficult to do than others for sure um psychology and journalism is an interesting one i'm sure it's been done before uh, i as far as i'm aware and if there's another psychology and journalism major out there hit me up but as far <laughs> as i'm aware i'm the only one i've met during my time at isu um but yeah it, it's That's the nice thing about comm degrees, though, is that they don't take that many credit hours to complete, so you can combine them with a lot of things.
0: Yeah, that is what's kind of nice. You can get a lot of nice degrees um, with journalism. Like, for me, I'm a journalism major and Spanish minor, so Mm -hmm. that kind of, like, fits together. And I think psychology and journalism, it does fit together. I mean, you could see, like, with all the reporters and stuff, with all the chaos going on, it might be time to, like... Think, like, the psychological effects may
1: be And you would think that because of that, I would be able to regulate myself psychologically. The answer is no, I do not. I can't figure that out. Um, Actually, what it's really helpful with is um, data, because psychology studies, they use a lot of data, and they use... I don't, I don't, no offense, I don't mean this in a weird way, but they use data in weird ways. Like, they attribute numbers to feelings, which is not something that's easily done, right? But um, it just helps you really look at data in, in very critical ways um, and helps you see patterns through it. Because you can see a study, but because of my background, I'm able to see a study and be like, well... The study, you know, attributes their statistic, like they just made up the statistical measure for measuring like happiness. And it's like, well, that's (laughs) not really necessarily useful, you know, but um, it's, it's interacted the two majors in ways that I didn't expect all the time, but it was very fascinating.
0: Did you initially come in with those two majors or did you change it when you came here?
1: I came in with the intention uh, to do both. The way the school works, though, is I had to come in with just one and then apply to add the other one on later. So I don't think I was actually technically a journalism major until my second semester of freshman year.
0: Yeah, that's right, because I think we have that, like, that Gen Ed advisor that we go through. Yeah. And then... After that, then it gets major specific, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had to, I had to like, write an essay um, about why I should be in the program. And I doubt they keep it, but I would be really curious to, like, read it back over just to see <laughs> what I said, you know, as to why I should be in the program. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember taking that psychology gen ed my first semester freshman year. And, yeah, like, a bunch of those gen eds, like... You just have to take to get it out of the way. And you're like, this doesn't really relate to the field I'm in. But it was, like, difficult to learn, like, all those different things. Um, and I was in uh, the big lecture hall, like, we had with Mikhail. So there were a lot of students, but, like, trying to comprehend all that stuff. And we had, like, no room for error in that class. It was, like, five 200-point tests. And oh, wow. she gave us up to, like, Maybe it was forty points extra credit, but like other than that,
1: it was just yeah. tests. Yeah. yeah.
0: So like, if you did bad on the test,
1: see that's that's the crazy difference between the two classes. is My site classes, yeah, it's usually like you have exams, and your exams are the only time to like earn a grade. And then in like com classes and journalism classes, it's all projects. Like this semester, I don't have any site classes i have not taken like a test i i think i will next or tomorrow but like i haven't had to take an actual exam all semester um which is really interesting but um yeah the the gen eds i like them because like i try my best to get use out of them you know and make them interesting But they do, they kind of feel like, oh, this thing you just have to get through, Um, especially like, did you ever take the ones where it was um, a science one, but then you also had to go to a lab later in the week?
0: Yeah, with biology, you had a lecture and you had a lab.
1: Yeah, I did, I think I did chemistry and physics, and it was like, you know, the class wasn't bad, but then you also had to like carve out an hour of a day later in the week to like go to this lab and sit at a Mac and run a little virtual thing, and yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember I took biology and geoscience, um, or no, geography, or something like
1: geology. Pro-
0: geology, mm-hmm. yes. Um, but with bio or the main science class I took, the lab was 8 a.m. on Monday. No, that was a <laughs> terrible way to start the week.
1: That's that's what I'm saying, right? It's like at a Bad, bad time, 8 a.m. on a Monday. That's not what you want to do at 8 a.m. on a Monday, especially when you're a freshman in college. Yeah. You know, so you were in geology. Have you ever been to the Morton? I don't know if it's Morton. It's Morton or Felmley. The Rock Museum.
0: Oh, that's where um, Paul Meister's office is? Yeah, and they have, like, yes. a little
1: rock exhibit. Yeah, yeah I
0: have um, been there. We had to go there first class, and then I had... Meister oh, is okay. a professor. I mean, he was, like, really chill.
1: Yeah, um, I see. I've never taken a geology, and my friend had taken a geology, but she had never heard of the rock museum. So we went, like, uh, what is it? We went sneaking through, like, Felmley trying to find <laughs> it. Yeah, I, that, that was that's a weird little find at ISU, but if you really like rocks and crystals... It's on the fourth floor of either Felmley or Morton, and it's just, it's rocks and glass boxes, but they're pretty.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, like, all the colors they see, like, you break it open, and you see, like, five different shades of purple, and, like, this crystallized rock, and how they're, like, able to date it, they're like, oh, yeah, this rock is 3.5 million years old.
1: Yeah, and I love when they would put the location where they found it, too. I thought that was so interesting. And it would be, like, like, they're bigger than you think they are these rocks you're thinking like little like pebbles that you hold in your hand no this will be like a two-foot slab of quartz crystal that's just there so check it out that's my recommendation
0: <laughs> yeah it is a interesting uh, <laughs> museum that they have there um just like just sitting out in the open it's kind of yeah, like something that's not really advertised like
1: suspiciously unguarded I've, i feel like it would be very easy to steal <laughs> not that i would ever want to but I think it'd be really easy to steal one of those rocks if you really put your mind to it, just because it's not watched at all. And usually there's not a lot of people in there. I mean, the time I went, I was the only one looking at the rocks.
0: Yeah, I think I had to go in there once for um, one of our geology classes. I think we had to, like, look at the different rocks for something. or We, like, had a web in there. But, yeah, it's like any other building on campus where it's just – it looks like it may be a normal room, but it has a bunch of rocks in there.
1: Yeah, exa- and they're in, like, display cases. <laughs> yeah. So that's my that's my fun little memory is going to the rock museum. <laughs> Can you tell I was a really cool student? <laughs>
0: <sighs> it, it seemed like just yesterday. I mean, the hall trying to get from Watterson <laughs> to Felmley.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, that's one thing I won't miss is battling the wind while walking oh, anywhere. No, Mm-mm. I used to like, I would always go out the dining center doors to try and avoid the like gust that would hit you as soon as you walked out of the main water yep, doors. <laughs> oh man. And like, I get thrown around by that wind, you know, there was not a lot to help me <laughs> plant my feet. I should have put weights in my shoes maybe.
0: Yeah, just that wind tunnel. You open up, you're like, oh, whoa, okay.
1: <laughs> I, I would always love when it was so strong that you go to open the door and it would blow the door back closed. It was like, well, all right, I guess I'm not leaving. I tried.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. It's crazy. But yeah, glad to be um, out of the dorms.
1: Yes, yeah. I. I, I think back. To like what I used to regularly do in dorms, and I'm like, oh, gross, you know. Like I used to share showers with like twelve other people. Blech, ugh. In and in, you know, and now I'm now I'm looking at it with like my pandemic level of cleanliness, but like, dorm living is something else that we just put up with, you no. know.
0: Yeah, it was like just those two showers. Yeah. The entire floor.
1: Two showers, two toilets, two sinks. Yeah. That's all you get. And it's like you and many other people. It's not like it's between you know maybe six people. Like no. it's a lot of people. Yeah. Mm.
0: Crazy. Yeah. Well, um, looks like that'll just about do it for our first episode <laughs> of One Last Thing.
1: Yeah. One. Uh, what a note to end it on. Yeah. Talking about <laughs> dorm bathrooms. You're welcome, everybody.
0: Well, um, make sure to tune in um, every week. For to one last thing, uh, I'll bring on different seniors that we have, talk about different aspects of um, some of their memories and student life that they have here as we prepare for graduation. But uh, thanks again for listening. Once again, for Lizzie Stiles, I'm Anthony Freddie. Stay safe and go your records.